WDBM East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. And now, it's the mother of all shows on Impact 89 FM, WDBM East Lansing. Give us a call, 432-3893. Get your voice heard on topics including upcoming movies, TV shows, DVD releases, and video games. And now introducing your hosts, Tricky Nikki and Notorious Neil. What's up, everybody? On sabbatical, doing stuff. My name's Neil, and this is the most relevant show of all exposure shows. Yes, it's the mother of all shows. Tonight on panel, I got Tim. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Tim. Good to be back. And we got Adam. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the most relativentist show of all time. Hey, it's my show. I can create whatever English words I want. And we also have Hillary, who's just said she was just going to sit here, but oh well. Hi. Hi. The... I can talk, seriously. On today's show, we got reviews of Wedding Crashers, the Uncorked Edition. Also, I went to La Senorita, and I had some food, and it was muy, muy guapo. Find out what that means later on in the show, because I don't. But right now, <laughs> and I'd also like to say howdy hey to Lieutenant Commander Crazy J, who's the engineer. Howdy ho. Howdy ho. You know, I can see your face, so you can't say howdy ho, because Wilson said howdy ho, and we couldn't see his face. Yeah. I believe Mr. Hankey did as well, but we're not going there. <laughs> did Mr. Hankey say that? Yes, well, if you have anything to add, call us at 432-3893. We're going to be talking all night, all day, every day. First off, we're going to hit some movies, so let's get her going. Movie news and reviews on the mother of all shows. We're all conducting the whoever plays this song. Yes. Uh, the top five movies of the last weekend. At, coming in at number one, we have the Chronicles of bleh, the Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. It actually overtook King Kong. Did you end up ever end up seeing the Chronicles? Of Narnia? I have not yet seen it. I want to go see it. Did it not? come a week before King Kong? Yeah, and it was released like four days before King Kong. Wow. So it's kind of a shocker. I saw Chronicles of Narnia on Christmas, and it was good. <laughs> I gave it like an eight on my Mother of All Shows scale of awesomeness. So that's a good movie. Thanks for calling me for that. No problem. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two, we have King Kong. It's a really long movie. It's like <laughs> three hours long. I don't know how you could take it. I can't sit still for two seconds. I don't know. I liked it. I did go and see that one, and I enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it's it? A, it's a good story. What did you enjoy about it? There's a huge gorilla in it. <laughs> what else do you need? I'm sold. Hot girls. Well, sure, but... <laughs> Dead air. <laughs> Pe- mm. Peanut butter. That's what I need. Coming in at number three, we have fun with Dick and Jane. This is uh, Jim Carrey's new movie with Tay Leone. Um... Apparently, people like it. I didn't think it looked that good, but maybe that was just because Tay Leone was in it. It's mm. Jim Carrey, and he can carry. Everything. He can carry. He can carry me to a funny movie. <laughs> Do you think he could carry me? I to a think fun Jim Carrey could carry a lot of stuff, like apples. <laughs> yeah, a basket. <sighs> okay, <laughs> number four. We have Cheaper by the Dozen two. Uh, yeah, that no. Why'd they make a second one? Even though it's got Eugene Levy in it and Steve Martin. You can't go wrong with Eugene Levy and Steve Martin. But you can if they're making cheaper by the dozen. Two. <laughs> if you have anything to add, like scathing reviews of cheaper by the dozen, two, call us at 432-3893. Cause I have to say it one more time. 432-3893. And I'm getting a thumbs up from Jay because I said the number enough. Coming in at number five, we have Rumor Has It. This is Jennifer Aniston's movie where it's like the the graduate, the movie The Graduate actually happened. With Kevin Costner. With Kevin Costner playing 
the guy who who was being seduced by Mrs. Robinson, who is apparently played by Shirley MacLaine. Ugh. It sounds kind of creepy. Looks like a good movie. It looks like a good movie. <laughs> it doesn't look that bad, but it's got Kevin Costner in it, and um, <laughs> that says enough. One word: the postman. Actually, that's two, but the postman. Anybody remember that movie? No, I didn't see it. No one did. I, I read the book though. The book was good. The book was good. The book was good. And Kevin Costner ruined it. Uh, coming out this weekend, we have uh, two horror movies and a comedy. Uh, we have Blood Rain, uh, starring Ben Kingsley and Michelle Rodriguez, about a half-human, half-vampire woman, played by Christina Locken. She forges a pact with a team of warriors to prevent a vampire lord, Ben Kingsley, from fulfilling a doomsday prophecy. If that doesn't sound good, it's directed by my least favorite director ever, Yuli Bull. How does this guy keep on making movies? You saw Alone in the Dark. Yes, I did, regretfully, see that and movie. Um, I think I was talking to someone and they were telling me that uh, the guy makes money from some loophole in the German government that he gets money for something. Apparently. I, don't, I don't know. It sounded, pretty, it sounded pretty shady. He's not getting the money from us. He's getting it from Germany and somehow... That's, that's just... Here's a... I don't really know... But Yuli Bowles almost become Ed Wood, sort of. I'm like, <laughs> he's so terrible. I want to see his movie so I can just be like, that was horrible. <laughs> horrible. And I, I'm fascinated. I might actually go review that. All right. So stay cool. tuned for next week. And then I got to. Neil will have a wonderfully scathing review. Scathing review. Also coming out, we have Eli Roth's Hostel. It's directed by Eli Roth, who did um, a little movie called Cabin Fever. It's also produced by some guy named Quentin Tarantino. Who's that? I don't know. Has he done anything? Mm. Has he made any some cool revenge the... films with swords? I don't know. Must be Has a cool name, film, though. though. <laughs> yeah. This is Quentin Tarantino's producing job. I do want to say Robert <laughs> Rodriguez helped him with it, too. But, you know, those two names pale in comparison to Eli Roth, who I think is one of horror's up-and-coming um filmmakers it's about three backpackers who head to a slovakian city that promises to meet their hedonistic expectations i'm there <laughs> with no idea that heck awaits them so it's a horror film you were saying before the show that you thought that people actually puked during the test screenings that's what i heard but you know like you said they said that about saw they they did say that about saw, saw wasn't that bad <laughs> I just keep on going back to the bolt cutters cutting off her toe. Whenever I think about this movie, I think of that shot in the trailer where the guy's got bolt cutters and they bolt cut her, this chick's toe off. And that sets the stage for that film. Mm. I like it. <laughs> You're going to see it. Also, we got Grandma's Boy. It's a, a story about a kick to the curb. Kick to the curb by his roommates. A 30-something video game tester makes moves in with his grandma and her two friends. And... As it pains me to say, sexual exploits happen. Like, if you've seen the trailer for this movie, one guy's in bed with a mom from the Partridge family. And they're like, make... Um, yeah. <laughs> it's produced by Happy Gilmore, by Happy Madison, actually. Adam Sandler's production company. So, it could be good, maybe. Is Adam Sandler. Brow, probably. Adam Sandler's not in it, but a lot yeah. of the people from his previous films are in it. And one of the coolest uh, comedians, Nick Swartzen. Nick Swartzen. If you guys ever heard of him, he's pretty Nick, funny. Tell me about him. Maybe later. He's a, he's very funny. Very, very funny. D does he have Dane Cookish type humor where we yes. can't repeat it on Almost. the air? Almost. Uh, somewhat. He makes uh, fun of uh, old people a lot. <laughs> well, and then... <laughs> Sorry, old people. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds oh. like the right movie for him to be in. <laughs> old people. Ha, ha, ha. Um, it doesn't look that bad. The grandmas I got play it. Shirley Jones, they have um, the mom from Everyone Loves Raymond. This is her post-Everyone Loves Raymond project. Looks like it could be one of those cult movies that doesn't do good in the theaters, but might pick up on DVD sales. I don't know. It could be horrible, but we'll I, see. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to move on to news, and... I got a groan from the panel when I mentioned that they are currently aiming to put out a film called Ocean's 13. 13th movie. Steven Soderbergh uh, might be in it along with George Clooney. Basically, if I remember my rumors correctly, 
the third the thirteenth member of Oceans thirteen is Catherine Zeta Jones, who is in Oceans twelve. And hopefully they get the same guy who played the their the evil thief um, to come back and do the main villain. I don't know. Did you see Ocean's Twelve? I saw Ocean's Twelve. I mean, Ocean's Eleven and Ocean's Twelve are both fun movies to watch, but I don't know about another sequel. <laughs> there are we'll just see. so many sequels coming out. It 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 seemed kind of you know drawn out and played out in the second one, and now they're making a third one. It's called Beating a Dead Horse, Running Things into the Ground. And I think they're going to do it, but, you know. That's what Hollywood's good for. It is what Hollywood's good for. Um, recently, director John Favreau of Sathra, and he was also in some movie called Rudy. 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 He's, his next project, John Carter of Mars, is being delayed for an unknown amount of time. Um I don't know anything about it. I just found out that his movie's being delayed. He's a pretty good director. I like him more as an actor. He was also in, he also played um, Ben Affleck's law partner in Daredevil, and he's that guy. He's one of the John Favreau is one of those guys that you go, who is he? And then I show you a picture of him. He's like, oh, that guy, because he play he's played the buddy role in like every '90s movie ever, and I think he could have been in Kevin Smith's film. Well, he's turned director and John Carter Mars. Zathra didn't do that well. I'm hoping that this does better. He directed Elf, so, you know, he can direct. Yeah. Sort of. If Will Ferrell's standing there in tights. (laughs) Hey, John Favreau, if you want a guy standing in tights, this guy right there. (laughs) Got a new horror film for you. (laughs) (laughs) Horror film? That would be a romantic comedy that all the ladies want to see. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of ladies would that be? If the only girl in the, the studio is like, mm, no. Um, there's a new movie coming out. It's called Miguel and William. It's about a fictional account of the relationship and friendship between William Shakespeare and Miguel de Cervantes, who wrote Don Quixote. Now, do you know, I know you know the story of Don Quixote. Oh, I love Don Quixote. Do you know anything about Miguel de Cervantes? It's, it's interesting because little known fact, well, maybe not little known, but Cervantes and Shakespeare died on the same day. If Shakespeare actually was a real guy, I've heard rumors that he was 15 people. No, no, no. There was a guy named Shakespeare. It's, I mean, people debate whether or not he wrote all the plays that are attributed to him, but mm-hmm. he was a real guy. Hmm. So Spanish thespian Elena... Elena Enoya, sorry, I have no grasp of the Spanish language, from Van Helsing is going to play the love interest of uh, this in here. Uh, fellow Van Helsing actor-director William Kemp has joined on to play Shakespeare, and Juan Luis Garaldo is going to play Cervantes. And it could be really good, but, you know, it's a fict- fictional account, and I'm kind of leaning towards bad but Shakespeare in Love was good, and that was a fictitious account. But uh, it sounds like they're kind of reaching for a story there. I got a story. I got many stories, Hollywood. Just give me the chance. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's one um, pairing in Hollywood that I didn't think would ever happen. Danny DeVito and Jackie Chan are in talks to team up for a movie <laughs> called Nine Mins. Yes. Okay, here's <laughs> here's the kicker from. Okay, you got Jackie Chan and Danny DeVito. This is a bend it like Beckham soccer movie. They're gonna play soccer. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Soccer. Okay. There was a Chinese movie called Shaolin Soccer. Great. It was hilarious. I'm hoping that this isn't gonna be a <laughs> rip off of that. It's about. I would be very disappointed. I got a little plot. It's the the Bendit like Beckham esque film tells of two school football teams striving to win some major loot for their schools. It's believed that the filmmakers hope to have it in, in time um, for the World Cup in July. Um, I've never seen Shaolin Soccer, and you've tried to make Adams tried to make me watch Shaolin Soccer to no success. I I really don't. Danny DeVito, he's a really good actor. L- love him and about everything he does, but I don't know. It's Jackie Chan. I'm gonna have to go see it. Jackie Chan can't speak English, but man, he can do kung fu kicks and all sorts of crazy stuff like that. 
Oh yeah, it's true. <clears throat> well, excuse me. Well, Woody Allen's movie uh, that I don't know the name of right off the top of my head. Uh, he's still alive. Yeah, he's still alive. <laughs> Woody Allen's um, set to make a Spanish movie in Spain using Spanish actors and international actors that's expected to shoot in the first half of 2007. This guy's like 70 years old, and he hasn't made a really good movie in like 15 years. Maybe The Curse of the Jade Spider. I don't know. I'm just now just naming off Woody Allen films that I can name. Um, and apparently the English one that he made recently is doing really well. Um, he usually makes his movies in New York and he's not, he's, um, got a third UK, UK based film. It's called scoop. It's going to star Scarlett Johansson yet again and Hugh Jackman in London. So Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Thumbs up. If Scarlett Johansson, I, I just found Scarlett Johansson was recently in Matchpoint, which was also done by Woody Allen. Uh, yeah, and it, and hopefully she does a different character than the than the um, seductive chick she played in Matchpoint. But who knows? Hopefully Woody Allen finds his touch before he gets really old, really <laughs> really old. He gets so old that Sung Yi is like twenty. Oh, oh! oh! below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's giving me a weird look because he doesn't know who Sun Yi is. <laughs> Sun Yi is his wife, who's like 30 years younger than he is. 30? It was all the rage in 1992. I'll take your word for it. Uh, more Jackie Chan news. His next Hong Kong movie called Baby is um, going to come out, has officially begun shooting. Um, it revolves around hijinks when a small-time crook steals a car without realizing it has a child in it. And it's Jackie Chan, and the word Rush Hour, Rush Hour 3 is in this, because um, production kicked off before they announced that they were making Rush Hour 3. Hmm. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. No Rush Hour 3. Um, now, something that I usually don't report script reviews on this show, because there's a lot of them out there on the internet, and you really don't want to hear me ramble on but one script review that i found that made me excited was a script review for the live action gi joe film based on the toy line in the 80s that we all grew up with or at least i grew up with all the time gi joe you. did you did you like your gi joes even in the philippines <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite gi joe there come on snake eyes well um the uh Oh, okay, the G.I. Joe's in the script review that I have has Stalker, or no, not Stalker, but um, Shipwreck, no, not Shipwreck, I'm losing my mind, Duke's in it, Snake Eyes is in it, that's all that matters, Yeah. and the, the villains are going to be Destro, the Baroness, and Storm Shadow, so basically, at, at the end of this movie, you're going to get one huge ninja fight between whoever plays Snake Eyes and whoever plays Storm Shadow, and all the G.I. Joe fans go wild, yay. Um, basically, this story is there's Duke and there's Scarlet and there's a couple other Joes and a new Joe named Rex. And this is the story of how Rex gets abducted by Destro and turned into a super soldier called Cobra. Um, basically, <laughs> Rex is going to end up becoming Cobra Commander in all intents of form. They say that um, throughout this review that I've got, the guy keeps on saying that one of the things that they say about this movie is that the, the best weapon man has is himself. So basically, Destro's, with the help of a Dr. Mindbender-type character, is out there creating super soldiers, and a fallen Joe ends up becoming Cobra Commander, and military hijinks ensue. <laughs> um, they're hoping to make a series out of this, so I hope that they write this like they did X-Men and X-Men 2 and Spider-Man where they flow, but it re they really weren't written back-to-back. -back. So, G.I. Joe. When's it set to, when's it set to uh, come out? I don't know. This is just one script review, and they probably rewrites abound. The, the biggest script review that came to my mind is when they were talking Superman before... Um, before the new director came on and they had this huge story of Superman fighting an evil Krypton army of evil Kryptonians. Hmm. I like that plot when it was called Superman two. Yeah, exactly. And at the end of the script, um, it was revealed that Lex Luthor was a Kryptonian. No, 
Yes. And right. so that that got leaked on the internet, and uh, fanboys everywhere got on their little emails and complained, and Warner Brothers dropped the script. And so who knows? Power of the nerd. Power of the nerd. <laughs> I think this script for GI Joe looks pretty good. Um, hopefully they don't change it too much. Maybe a little bit of that Rex is Cobra Commander type deal, but it actually gives credibility to Cobra Commander because we all remember the '80s cartoon, and it just made like it made it look like everybody that was in Cobra was just an idiot, <laughs> bumbling around. They couldn't shoot anything. They couldn't lead themselves. <sighs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Well, I've been talking about X Men Three, and X Men Three is basically almost finished um, shooting. And I thought that there, they weren't going to add any more mutants because we were talking about this before the show that it almost is like they have too many characters in X-Men 3. You got Callisto, Juggernaut, Kitty Pride, Beast, Angel. These are all new mutants to the series. There's like five or six of them that are being new and they're adding them to this movie. I don't even know who some of those people are. I, could, I just have to say I'm very disappointed about the No Nightcrawler. No Nightcrawler. He's my favorite. I'm I'm I have a tear in my eye right here and I don't know what to say. No Nightcrawler. <laughs> no Nightcrawler, but there is going to be Psylocke. Psylocke is this is the Asian ninja in the X-Men. Um she has telepathic and she can create telepathic swords that she uses to fight with. Sideblades. And it's yes. going to be played by a uh, Rush Hour 2 um actress Mia Mayalakan. She's in Rush Hour too, not the um, main one, but but she's actually going to be evil in this film, whereas cool. Psylocke is not evil in the comics. But hopefully, she's in it for all of like two seconds because there's <laughs> really too many characters in that movie for what they're trying to do. Yeah, and also on the X Men Three note, Patrick Stewart said that this is the greatest script of all the films. Hmm. So I put a lot of weight into what Patrick Stewart says because I respect him. Yeah, movie. Captain and Picard, come it's on. It's Captain Picard. Is Captain Picard going to lie to you? No. Data, go to warp three. Ha ha ha, just kidding. <laughs> Captain Picard wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay. No, he wouldn't. Captain Picard doesn't lie to me. Um, He said that if anyone's um, doubting Brett Ratner's directing ability because of the Rush Hour films, they should really go see Red Dragon which is yes. a movie that happened before Silence of the Lambs. Did you see Red Dragon? Yes, and I thought it was awesome. Did you think it was awesome? I thought it was better than Hannibal. Ooh. Hannibal wasn't that good. No. I think it was just because I didn't like that they, they recasted uh, her uh, Clarice. Clarice's part, and that was kind of... Yeah, that, she kind of sucked. <laughs> um, but Red Dragon was good. Yeah, Red, I looked good. It had Ray Fiennes. Now, Adam, Edward you Norton. hate remakes. You hate not, remakes of, ca- fan. of classic films. Now, I got some good news for you. Uh, a rumor being thrown around right now is that Steven Spielberg is going to direct a remake of Mary Poppins. <laughs> and, <What>? and <laughs> That's ridiculous. But he has shot down this rumor. So Sweet. Steven Spielberg won't screw up Mary Poppins. But knowing Disney and how they're desperate for a hit, um, they'll probably con someone into doing it. It just makes me sad. Uh, Naomi Watts, who is in King Kong, is the lead to play the next Bond girl in the new Bond film, Casino Royale. Um, I like her in anything that she does. And I'm not saying that because she's attractive blonde. She's uh-huh. a good actress. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that's what Bond girls need to be is good actresses. If you think I'm wrong and that Naomi Watts isn't hot, call me at 432-3893. Um... News, it's kind of old, but I still like it. Uh, there are talks of the Batman Begins sequel. Rumors flying everywhere about who's playing the Joker. But this actually says that they're looking at Philip Seymour Hoffman to not play the Joker, but play the Penguin, the next film. No. Let's just have the joke. Come on, people. <laughs> Whoa, take it easy. Neil's getting angry. Um, leading, leading, cam- leading the campaign for the Joker is Sam Rockwell, which... I don't know if he'll get it. I don't even know if they have a script done for the second Batman Begins. They yeah, really that, need... that's why you know that rumors of the next Joker is you know. I I I think Christopher Nolan he did a movie and now he's back doing pre production and writing for the next Batman Begins, but I have no idea what stage they're in, and probably knowing Warner Brothers are not going to tell us. 
where they are in production at all. They're just They're that way. They haven't even officially have, Spider-Man 3 is set to film this month and they haven't even officially said who the villains are. Even though we all know they're going to be Venom and Sandman cuz that's I being, saw pictures online of a Sandman. Well, so. you see pictures of Sandman, but you don't know who Topher Grace's character is and it's heavily rumored to be Venom. No. Throw things. We'll see. We'll see. Last last thing is the minor hit Harold and Kumar go to White Castle might get two films for some odd reason. Wait, two? Two sequels. Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Did you see Harold and Kumar? Yes. Did you enjoy Harold and Kumar? Uh, yeah, sadly I did. <laughs> it looked like it could have been good, but two movies? Um the Are you racist, Neil? What? <laughs> I think I think wait, like I think they might be good if they have um Doogie Hauser in them. Yeah, because Neil Patrick Harris is becoming the He guy was now. he was the PH. best part of that movie, yes. I think. NPH was awesome. Um the plot for the next Harold and Kumar might be Harold and Kumar go to Amsterdam. That's what they left off with. And it's been done. Jay wants to join him in Amsterdam, don't you? Well, <laughs> that Amsterdam is a... a wonderful city. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm going to go off and dream of Amsterdam. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the Mother of All Shows, Impact 89 FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Friday nights from 8 until 10 p.m., the Impact Flashback is your retro music alternative, playing your old favorites from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Only on Impact Primetime. Okay, everybody, let's play Who Wants to Volunteer in Your Community? We'll start with Sam from Mobile, Alabama. Wait, hold on. I don't want to volunteer. Why not, Sam? We know you have the free time because you do absolutely nothing after school but sit in front of your computer. Wait, you've been following me? Yes, we have, Sam. Yeah, that's weird. So, let's have beautiful Cynthia here tell you what you could be doing. Thanks, Bob. Hi, Samuel. Uh, hello? Sam, you could take your computer knowledge and volunteer to teach people after school. But I... I don't know a thing about computers, but I'd love for you to teach me, Sammy. Wow. Wow, indeed. Looks like we have another happy volunteer. To find out ways you can volunteer in your community, log on to teensvolunteer.org. And join us next time for another episode of Who Wants to Volunteer in Your Community? Okay. Do what you like to do. Volunteer. A public service message brought to you by the USA Freedom Corps, the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432 3893. And now, back to explain that word. All right, we're going to get right into a DVD review. Oh, yeah. So let's hit that DVD review. Some great DVDs I picked up. How about like something like The Matrix? And now it's time for a DVD review on the mother of all shows. For this week's DVD review, we are reviewing Wedding Crashers Uncorked Edition. Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn play John and Jeremy, lifelong friends and business partners who share one unique hobby, crashing weddings. They crash weddings using a a set of specific rules to pick up chicks. At the end of another great crashing season, they get Jeremy gets them invited to the wedding of Treasure Secretary William Cleary's daughter's wedding. Uh, William Cleary is played by the living legend Christopher Walken. There they meet his two daughters, Claire and Gloria Cleary, played by Rachel McAdams and Isla Fisher. Jeremy works his game on Gloria, and he shoots and he scores, but John just doesn't do it. And why doesn't he not do it? Because she's got a boyfriend. Now, because John has fallen hard and fast for Claire, he ends up convincing Jeremy to spend a weekend at the Cleary family compound. Once there, comedic mishaps ensue and lifelong lessons are learned. Wedding Crashers is a very funny movie. Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are at the top form here. You also get breakout performances from Rachel McAdams and Isla Fisher. And of course, it's Christopher freaking Walken. You, Christopher Walken can't give a bad performance, and this movie proves it. Also, you get 
These great performances help bring out a troubled script. You're chugging along with a great plot and great jokes, and then you hit the last third of the movie, and it stops really being funny and starts being really sad. While this part is well acted, it doesn't fit in. The only saving grace of this part is the cameo from Will Ferrell. People called this movie the greatest comedy in 2005, but after a closer look, I still don't think it's as good as the 40-year-old virgin. But does that mean that this movie is not good? No, this is a very solid, good comedy. It just has its flaws. The DVD release is very hit and miss. The unrated version adds about eight and a half minutes to the film. Like most unrated versions, it just adds nudity. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it really doesn't add too much to the film. There are also six deleted scenes available with or without commentary from the director. Also, you get separate commentary tracks on the film from director David Dopkin and actors Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. The track from Wilson and Vaughn is somewhat informative, but both actors are really laid back and it seems like they're enjoying each other's company. They enjoy their company so much that they start eating at one point and then talk football that has nothing to do with the film. Great commentaries from them and great sarcasm from me. You also get featurettes on this movie. One show how they did the weddings in this movie, and the other is a general behind-the-scenes documentary. The wedding documentary is kind of interesting, but only if you really care about how much work it goes into making sets. Finally, you get all the rules for wedding crashing. You would think this would be a film segment, but it's not. It's 24 pages of writing on a DVD. Hey, if I liked reading, I would read books or something, not a TV screen. Overall, a sod comedy gives a DVD release that is, is solid in its minimal efforts. Overall, I give Winnie Crashers Uncorked Edition a 7.5 on the mother of all shows. Scale. Oh, awesomeness. Oh, oh yeah. That's Wedding Crashers. Adam, you love that movie. I remember you and I did back-to-back when that film came out in theaters. And you were very happy that you saw that movie first instead of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory because yeah, it made if, you happy. If I saw Charlie and the Chocolate Factory first, I would have been sad going into that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Are we panning Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. Uh, released uh, this Tuesday, or past Tuesday, January 3rd. Of course, we have Wedding Crashers, R-rated and Uncorked Editions. One thing I forgot to say in my review that I really loved about the Uncorked Edition is you hit play for the movie and you actually get to pick whether you want to see the unrated or the theatrical version i mean no one does that and maybe sometimes i just want to watch the original version to know what i missed to see what they added and that's pretty cool um also came out on dvd this tuesday or past tuesday is the cave um yeah did you see that no did you no yeah Exactly. All right. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. <laughs> we also have Dumb and Dumber Unrated Edition. I don't really know what they could add to that. I'm really intrigued. And I hor- want to see that one. Horrified at the same time. Oh, come on. Dumb and Dumber? Dumb and Dumber was a good movie, but what could they add to it? Deleted scenes. Like, I was watching the trailer on the original DVD, and they cut out a whole bunch of stuff that I would have liked to have seen. Hmm. So it's one thing to look into. Also, we have the complete series Alien Nation sequest dsv season one snatch deluxe edition so you get a new deluxe snatch is that the one where jason stratham plays um like a boxing promoter or yeah brad pitt's in that brad pitt brad pitt's in, in there he's a pikey and you can't understand what he says <laughs> which is awesome which is the way i like brad pitt. <laughs> oh. don't want to understand what he says uh coming up this tuesday january 10th we have the constant gardener which was Ray Fiennes doing his whole political movie thing. I don't think it did. It did okay in the theaters, but I don't think anyone's actually ever seen it. What's it about? Um, Ray Fiennes being political in Africa. I don't know. Cool. I, I think his I'm wife there. is killed for some conspiracy about curing disease in Africa <laughs> or something. I don't really understand what the conspiracy was. I mean... One of my favorite movies of the past year also comes out on DVD this Tuesday. Red Eye. Proof positive that Wes Craven is not old and senile. (laughs) You go and you see Curse, and that's a horrible, horrible movie. And then you go and you pop in Red Eye, and you see that Wes Craven still has his magic touch. Really good. It's another breakout performance from Rachel McAdams, who did really good in Wedding Crashers. And Celian Murphy, who was the Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Both those two stars, they've they've got nowhere to go but up. Yep. Love them, and this movie shows how good they are. It's also got Brian Cox in it, who is one of those guys. <laughs> Brian Cox was the evil human in X-Men 2. 
Oh, yeah. he's cool. He's in he Super is. Troopers. He, oh, yeah, he was in Super I Troopers. Love, he played the that guy. Sergeant. He's awesome. How could you... <laughs> How could I forget Super Troopers? I shake troopers? my fist at you, Neil. I'm getting my face... Or, Fist shucking, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, coming out this, uh, also coming out this Tuesday, we have the Transporter Two. Um, we were talking about it. I saw it. I reviewed it, and basically, if you like Transporter One, you're gonna like this movie. If you didn't like Transporter One, you're gonna hate this movie because basically, the Transporter Two was more of the same. It was Jason Stratham being like this unbeatable kung fu guy. And it was really cool to watch, but it really just didn't add anything to the overall series. I don't know if they're going to make a three, but let's hope not. <laughs> also coming out this Tuesday, we have Hustle and Flow, which is probably the sleeper hit of 2005 because everyone who saw it loved it, but not a lot of people saw it. It's the story of uh, urban youth in, down in the ghetto, and he gets a rap career, and it's Hustle oh. and Flow. And it actually was supposed to be really good. Also coming out this Tuesday, we have The Flash, a complete series. The Flash is based on the DC comic book hero, the series uh, aired in the early 90s. It had like 22 episodes. It was pretty good. Um, I remember watching it, and I watched it on the Sci-Fi Channel when they were doing reruns. But Me too. It just, it it wasn't, it, it was good in what they did, but it wasn't a really good show. But Mark Hamill was in it. He played the trickster. But Who? Mark Hamill. The trickster, I'm talking about. Oh, I, was, Mark I know who Mark Hamill is. Come Luke on. Skywalker. Also, we have first Bueller... Bueller, Bueller edition. I really hope that people who come up with names for DVDs quit quoting from direct from the movies. Like the airplane, don't call me Shirley edition. It's just a dumb title. <laughs> for a special edition, we really needed. But I really just don't like the title. First Bueller gets a special edition. It's coming out this Tuesday. Um, for now, the big news and DVDs this week is the uh, announcement of the soon-to-be-launched Blu-ray disc high-definition formats that are coming out. Studios have started backing this, like Sony, 20th Century Fox, and Lionsgate. Um, Blu-ray is probably going to be the next format that we're all going to have to get here in a while. Um, I know nothing about it. I got this story, and I'm like, cool, high-def DVDs. Apparently, there's going to be more layers on the disc so they can cram more content on it. And it's going to be more compatible with high-def TV. Okay. Because apparently DVDs right now don't play well on high-definition TV. The problem with high-definition TV is, like, no one has it. <laughs> it's not It's not easily accessible. Wait, so, so these the new discs, are they going to be just pop them into your regular DVD player I and don't play know. Them, I'm, I'm hoping... I hope it's backwards I'm compatible. Hoping that, I mean... Yeah. If there's anything that we should learn from video games is that you've got to become backwards compatible if you're upgrading discs. Um, one of the biggest problems with Xbox 360 is Microsoft refused to do complete backwards compat- compatibility, so you have to throw out half your Xbox library. And hopefully <laughs> they learn um, they learn from that mistake and they make these backwards compatible with DVDs. Um, some of the movies coming out for, for they are going to be part of the first wave of blue um, raid discs include The Fifth Element, um, a Knight's Tale, Resident Evil 2, Robocop, SWAT, um, uh, The Fantastic Four, The Punisher, The Devil's Rejects, Saw, and T2. Um, they've got a cheaper, uh, Paramount is backing a cheaper uh, way of doing this called HD DVD. That's just, it's the same basic thing except it's cheaper. I And Paramount's the only one that's backing it. People are saying just because... The four huge studios in this country have already backed Blu-ray. That Blu-ray will probably become the industry standard here in a while. I hope not. I, I'm just gonna have to go buy the 18 million movies I have now. I just, here. I just have to say, technology confuses me sometimes. Just wanted to get that out there. They are upgrading the little gnomes inside your DVD player to bigger my and gnomes! better gnomes. I love my gnomes, and they love you. <laughs> That's why they steal the underwear. <coughs> no, we're talking DVD gnomes, not underwear gnomes. Oh, okay. Um, more news uh, coming out March seventh. Just Friends, the last movie starring Ryan Reynolds, where he played a fat kid in the eighties. I, I never saw it. It just looked really good. Did you see that? I saw it. Did you? You did? Was it really good? Was it better than Waiting? Yes, I would say it is better than Waiting. Hmm. That's I mean, Waiting was friends. gross out comedy. Just Friends has something more to it, like 
Substance. Substance, yeah. Ooh, substance. So oh, I y- thought you were like... going to say because the girl was fat. Add a little <laughs> more to it there. No, no. Uh, extras will include commentary from like all the director, the director, the the producers, and the writers, but no cast members. Don't know. And some deleted scenes. Uh, a fish called Wanda is getting a special edition release March fourteenth. Um, uh, there's going to be commentary from like John Cleese on deleted scenes. Uh, I like all of these old movies getting special editions. Yeah, a I, Fish Called Wanda, Ferris Bueller. They need them because, you know, most of the DVD releases they had in the late 90s were just, let's just throw this movie out on DVD and not have anything on it. And then you get, like, the Batman movie special editions that they all put out where I have the original Batman on DVD and it has production notes where you have to read them and the movie. I have the special edition, which is two discs, and you get like three hours of specials just on the original Batman. And I like that stuff because I like the movies, and now I'm just intrigued on how how are you going to make them. Love it. And also, for all you Spike Lee joint lovers out there, a joint would be his movie because they're not called films. They're called joints, thus it's always labeled a Spike Lee joint. I don't get it. It's Spike Lee. <laughs> um, they're coming out in a... Uh, with it, with in a box set which will include Clockers, Jungle Fever, Do the Right Thing, Mobetta Blues, and Crooklyn. I've never heard of anything except Do the Right Thing. I thought Spike Jones did movies. I know. I'm Spike sorry. Lee. Spike. Spike Lee. Have I been Spain? Have I been trading Lee and Jones? Yes. Good job, Batman. <laughs> I, I've got to go punish myself. You know what, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Mother of All Shows, Impact 89FM. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to The Impact Primetime, Primetime. where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. From 10 p.m. until midnight Sunday nights, listen to The Impact Afterglow, where you can hear a variety of relaxed tracks to help you ease into the start of a new week. Only on Impact Prime Time. Once upon a time, there lived three energy hogs. Now, an energy hog is what you have when humans waste energy. One day, the three energy hogs set out to find themselves a cottage. Let's look for leaky windows, said the first energy hog, for he knew that would waste energy. Let's look for leaky doors, said the second. Let's look for a swing set, said the third, for he had more blubber than brains. So they set off down the road. Presently, they came upon a tiny cottage where dwelled a clever girl named Dreadylocks. I open as leaky windows, cried the first energy hog. I open as leaky doors, cried the second. I open as the bathroom, cried the third, for only his brains were smaller than his bladder. But Dreadilocks liked playing cool games at energyhog.org. And from energyhog.org, she learned how to use energy wisely. So the three energy hogs were forced to look elsewhere to waste energy and had to use the disgusting restroom at the gas station down the road. And the moral of the story is, to use energy wisely, log on to energyhog.org or waste not, hog not. This public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. And welcome back to the Mother of All Shows. I feel a grumble in my tummy. That means I'm hungry, and that means I need to be fed, and that means we need to do a restaurant review. <laughs> now it's time for a restaurant review with Crazy J and Neil, Nutty Neil. We're over at La Senorita, which is located on Lake Lansing Road, right by the Eastwood Town Center. And uh, we just had a, a wonderful family dinner with uh, surroundings of, of fine Mexican music and an ambiance of joy and festivity for all. Um, we kicked off the, the meal along with uh, our sampler, which for the, uh, our appetizer sampler, and we had a classic lime original margarita, sort of frozen with a salted rim. Absolutely delicious. You know, it had a little bit of a kick to it as well, I believe. For my meal, I tried the uh, seafood chimichanga. It's a chimney filled with shrimp, cod, crab meat, and mushrooms topped with a light lobster cream sauce. Uh, I found it a little bit salty, but um, all in all, it was, it was quite delicious. For dessert, we had a, uh, the special, which was the peppermint 
fudge snowball. Peppermint ice cream filled, uh, well, coated with uh, Oreo cream cookies and uh, served in a fried tortilla glazed with uh, whipped cream and chocolate syrup. I think Neil would agree it's most delicious. For lunch, I had the chicken fajitas. It came with guacamole, sour cream, grated cheese, shredded lettuce, tomatoes, and refried beans, Spanish rice, and of course, flour tortillas. It was muy, muy guapo, or good, because I really don't know what I just said. On a special note, I'd like to note the uh, peppermint fudge snowball. It was really good, even though the ice cream was kind of hard. I like my peppermint fudge snowballs. Overall, I give the senorita one full cheer. <laughs> we don't need dings. Those are plastic dings. <laughs> Yeah. All right, we're back on the Mother of All Shows. I just ran from La Senorita over there on Lake Lansing Road to here in the studio. You know, they call me the Flash. <laughs> Whoosh. Anyhow, we're and done it's eating. it's not because you're fast either. Oh, ha, 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 ha. oh, oh, you're fired. Um, now, <laughs> now that we've eaten our dinner, it's time to watch some TV. Hit the. Damn TV, you've ruined my imagination, just like you've ruined my ability to, to, um, oh well. TV news and reviews on the mother of all shows. Now last night, I was getting my news ready for today, and I was thumbing through the TV news, and I came across something that made me giddy. Really giddy. Like, <laughs> giddy. Uh, uh, according to <laughs> Ver, <laughs> I'm getting strange looks from the basement crew who don't like me being <laughs> Um, (laughs) (laughs) according to Variety, uh, David X. Cohen and Matt Groening are in talks with Fox to bring back a little show I like to call Futurama. Oh yeah. Now it's, it's Futurama. I like, I always like Futurama. I dare say I like it better than Family Guy. I love Bender. He's like me. (laughs) including the binge drinking. Uh, Futurama ran for five seasons and won three Emmys, including 2002 Prize for Best Animated Feature. It was cut close because Fox decided not to put it after The Simpsons, which it should have been, and instead put it at like 7 p.m. on Sundays, the death time slot, because football always would run over, and then it would get preempted for like a month, and then no one knew when to watch it. And it was just, this is... Fox misprogramming 101. Fox bad. But according to a fan site, gotfuturama.com, this may or may not be talks with Fox to bring the series back, but it may be talks to bring the um, series to DVD um, through movies. When the series was canceled, the producers basically said that no one but a major network can finance them because of all the computer animation done with it. Uh, Cartoon Network can't produce them. No one can, but major networks. So they thought that the best avenue for them to stay alive was to do direct-to-DVD movies. Now, I'm hoping that they that Fox brings the series back and treats it... I mean, Fox, you have a goldmine here. Okay, you got animation domination. All right. <laughs> you get re- War at Home, good show. I like it. Doesn't belong there. Let's go kill it somewhere else. Two-hour block animation on Sunday. Simpsons, Futurama, Family Guy, and American Dad. Ratings gold here, people. I, oh, Fox, <laughs> bring it back. I've signed so many online petitions that don't mean anything. Just bring it back. All the voice talent, um, Billy West, John DiMaggio, and Katie Seagal are all on tap because none of them are doing anything anyway. What happened to uh, Eight Simple Rules? That got canceled. Oh, okay. That was a good show, even after John Ritter died, because they brought, like, David Spade in and John Gardner from, like, Maverick, oh. playing the old guy. It was pretty good, but no one watched it, and they moved it to Fridays. Killing it. Yeah, pretty much. Killing it. Let's Death kill sentence. it and just put it on Fridays. But hopefully, Crush Fingers, Futurama, back. Now, I'm saying because they're still in talks, and no one is officially saying anything, they were probably still about two years away from new Futurama. We were probably about six months to a year away from an official announcement. Because if they do a movie, it's going to take a lot of time to do the animation. Yeah. If they bring it back for fifth season, 
It's going to take even longer. You'll be old. And note to David X. Cohen and Matt Groening, do not make another Family Guy movie. I like the Family Guy movie, but it was basically three episodes interlocked with each other. Make a full movie. <laughs> Neil Angry. I think I'm turning green. Am I a little green to you guys? Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> As we are heading into January... <laughs> Um, Take it easy, I have yeah. that problem too. As we're heading into January, <laughs> that means that we are mid-season, and also that some shows have been canceled. There's like ten canceled shows, so you gotta have mid-season replacements. Usually, these shows are either the sleeper hits that actually get picked up for a while, or they bomb horribly because they're mid-season. And if they're starting now, half the time I think the networks aren't sure enough to put it in fall. Or not. Now, um, ABC's got new shows, like Emily's Reasons Why Not, that's got Heather Graham in it. It's Heather Graham, so I'll give her a shot. Well, I'll give her a shot. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shaking her heads. Shaking her heads. Um, also, a new sitcom called Crumbs. Um, I think this is the one that has Jane, um, Jane, you know the, the lady from Coneheads? Jane. She used to be a Saturday Night Live member. Yeah. I forget her last name. I think that's a sitcom that has her and Fred Savage in it. Fred Savage? Fred Savage. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think it could be good, but I think it might get buried. Um, also, we've got Injustice. It's a legal crime drama. Oh, no. <laughs> good one. Did you, th- did you think it looked good? Yeah, I think it was on, on th- Sunday. Was that the one you saw on Sunday? Yeah. Definitely oh. was. You liked it? It was good. It was interesting. Kind of like all the other ones, but mm, held my attention for an hour. Now, um, ABC is also bringing back the bane to my existence, um, the antichrist of reality shows, if I could go that far. Dancing with the Stars. Why do you people want to watch dancing? This So they can stare at Stacey Apparently Keebler. Amanda from the basement watches Dancing with the Stars, and uh, she's going to get dealt with later. Uh, <laughs> WWE a diva Stacey Keebler I know is in this dancing. There's an NFL star. I don't know who else. Um... Why? You know, because Dancing with the Stars became a hit. Fox has to come out with the whole grueling figure skating with the stars. <laughs> I'm waiting oh. for gardening with the stars or I emailing with the stars. I would watch Dodgeball with the Stars. <laughs> that would be sweet. Let's do let's play full contact football with the stars. Yeah. <laughs> come here. Celebrity boxing was good. Celebrity boxing was good. I just Celebrity boxing, when when that comes to mind, I just think of Dustin Diamond, our friend here on the show, just beating the heck out of, like, Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter. Because, seriously, J- Dustin Diamond knows how to fight. And if I was in a dark alley, I'd want Dustin Diamond on my side. He's got a lot of rage in him. You've got to trust the dust, right? And I trust the dust. Trust the dust. I trust the dust in a boxing ring. <laughs> also, we got The Bachelor in Paris. That's coming out. And uh, less than perfect at a time period to be determined. The Bachelor. I don't know why it's keep on going. Uh, on CBS, we got the new sitcom Courting Alex, which has got the guy from Ed. Um, I forget his name. He's cool though. He, he's a good actor. It looks like it could be pretty good. Um, we've also got. Actually, wait. Excuse me. I'm getting my weird CBS sitcoms screwed up. Courting Courting Alex is a new one with Jenna Elfman. Uh, where she's like a busy work work girl and she's trying to get set up. Love Monkey is a new one starting the guy from Ed. Where he plays a music executive and his love entanglements. Yeah. Get it right, Neil. I'm sorry. And also, <laughs> because it's CBS and they don't have enough crime dramas anyway, you got to have the <laughs> unit. Okay, you guys have like three CSIs, like three other courtroom dramas, and some FBI shows, okay? Do you, do you want do you want CBS to change from the Columbia Broadcasting Company to Crime <laughs> Broadcasting System? I don't know that one. That one looks like it could be good, just because it's got Robert Patrick in it. Is Robert Patrick in the unit? I think that's what I heard. You heard it's and- got it's got, it's also got the uh, guy that was the president in twenty four for the past four years or whatever. <laughs> because I have so I'm I think it could be good. Uh, Robert Patrick is in it. Um, he does not play a um, a major character. Scott Foley 
from USAA, which was a sitcom about um, United States attorneys, and it was on NBC, and I thought that was pretty good. He plays one of the lead detectives. Um, you know, because Robert Patrick is in it, and I well, love Robert Patrick. I might actually give I, this one a chance to... I thought what I heard was Scott Foley was supposed to be like the kid that was learning from Robert Patrick and the other guy. I'd learn from Robert Patrick. Oh, yeah. I'd learn everything. On NBC, we have the new sitcom Four Kings, which stars Seth Green, because Seth Green doesn't have enough TV shows now. He's got Robot Chicken, which he produces and writes, Family Guy, and now he's got Four Kings. Does that guy ever sleep? Just think Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny. We've also got The Book of Daniel, which is about a priest that... I saw I saw that, previous to this. That, and he sees Jesus. Because of this, <laughs> some um, network affiliates are actually pulling book... Of, that They won't air the book, of, the book of Daniel at all. I think they're from Utah or something. Why? Um, they don't... I, I When I first saw this show, I'm like, okay, we got Joan of Arcadia all over again. Because when Joan of Arcadia came out, people were up in arms about about the way they portrayed Christianity. And now that you got Jesus sitting, in, sitting next to you, right talking there. to you, they're probably up and running. Um, returning, Deal or No Deal will, be, will return. I love Deal or No Deal. And also, Scrubs, uh, the one-hour season premiere aired last Tuesday night. We all watched it. It's Scrubs. I can't get into it, but I can't deny it's a really good show. I teared up. You teared up. I teared up. Because it was so funny. Yes. Tear. I'm tearing right now. Although, I don't like how Zap Brass' character is treating his interns. He's just... That's the way he is, though. I don't like the way it's written. I think it's gotten better through the seasons. You do think it's gotten better? I I think it's got potential where... Where it's going, it could be really good, or it could be going down tubes. But I don't think it. Will, I don't think it will. Excuse me. He still had too much margaritas. <laughs> All right, Fox, of course, skating with celebrities on Wednesdays at nine. <laughs> Neil's turning green. Watch out. How about roller skating with celebrities, or bowling with celebrities, or oral oral surgery with celebrities? <laughs> Why don't we just mud wrestling? <laughs> Why don't we just like air pictures of celebrities and people <clears throat> will watch it? Also, Fox has got two um, new shows: Free Ride and The Loop. They're both sitcoms. Knowing they're knowing that's from Fox. If they're any good, they're going to be dead because mm-hmm. Fox <laughs> Fox hates sitcoms. Returning, of course, is the the ratings juggernaut American Idol, still airing Tuesdays at eight and Wednesdays at eight. It's American Idol. I only find American Idol wildly entertaining for the, like the first two weeks when that guy just makes fun of everyone, and it's kind of interesting. It's really funny to see the people who are like, I'm a good singer and everything. No, you're terrible, but I'm good. I find that wildly entertaining. You should go on the show, Neil. I should go on the show. I can sing, I can sing, can I? Yeah, you can. <laughs> also returning Mondays. Okay. <laughs> also returning Mondays. At nine is also another ratings juggernaut for Fox Twenty Four. It's a nonstop season, so no preemptions. Maybe they should have every season be nonstop for every show. Hmm. <laughs> WB doesn't have gotten two new things like get this party started in South Beach. Does anyone no? <laughs> and the WB's got um, returning Beauty and the Geek. They did not want me for the Geek. They said I was too geeky to be the Geek. They said I was too beautiful to be the geek. (laughs) (laughs) And also we got like the Bedford Diaries and Modern Men, but WB hasn't really scheduled any of these shows yet. Um, Stars is going to offer movie downloads to combat iTunes um, downloading because you can download TV shows off iTunes. Now you can download like 15 minutes of highlights from the football game from the night before. ESPN is going to be offering highlights, which I really don't know if you really want to download 15 minutes of a football game. So you see all the scoring drives. No. Just watch TV. Just watch ESPN. I've been sitting watching ESPN on and off all day, and all I see is the USC-Texas game. Go Longhorns. All the time. If you want to see highlights from a football game, why don't you watch the 18 million times they run Sports Center? It was a good game. Sorry, you missed it. But stars, stars. This is going to be different, 
And um, hopefully, I've seen sites that, that offer movie downloads and they don't have enough movie. Hopefully, Stars has enough. But only time will tell. Only time will tell. OC star Adam Brody is going to going behind the camera with plans to develop an NBC drama that centers on a rookie cop who joins a special unit of the LPT that tracks vampires. I smell winner. No, I don't. He'll serve as an executive producer of the Untitled Project, and um, he'll just yeah. Vampires? No, no vampires. Because vampires, they they make. I hear they're making a blade. TV series. They are making a Blade TV series. It's in final stages of pilot production right now for Spike TV, and they're just going to just kill. Who's going to be Blade? Uh, Some unknown guy. Not Wesley Snipes. Not Wesley Snipes, because he's got a movie career, sort of. Sort of. Kind of. Well, you know what? It's about that time. Uh, We'll see you guys all next week. I'd like to thank Tim. You're welcome, Neil. He nods. Adam. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was good to be here. Love and Hillary you. for sitting there and like. Eh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys all next Thursday for the mother of all shows. You're listening to Impact eighty nine FM. Thanks for listening to this evening's exposure only on eighty eight point nine. The Impact.